0: This is the Jerry Callahan Show. All right, man. I know I uh, give you a lot of grief for uh, not mm, s- succeeding when I tell you to get somebody, <clears throat> you know, an interview. I say, see if you can get that guy on, and usually you don't. And I give you a lot of crap. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it easy for you. Okay, we're gonna get. I, I need an interview for uh, Monday. This is gonna be an easy one. You ready for this? Yep. I wanna to talk to Vladimir Zelensky. I mean, <laughs> anybody can get him, just just put a call in, he'll be waiting, he'll, he'll, he'll come on like that. Uh, yeah. Zelensky, see if I have this straight. I read this yesterday, Russia is amassing 500,000 troops on the border. That's, our, our enti- their entire army is only 1.1 million people. That's like the size of our army too. And half of them are amassing on the border with Ukraine. To for a spring assault, they're getting ready to just come in and, and overwhelm Ukraine. And the president of Ukraine is appearing on the NFL awards show. <laughs> How does that work? Somebody from the NFL PR office calls Zelensky and said, "Could you come on and talk about Ukrainian football and uh, and in preparation for the Super Bowl?" Just I know he's an actor i know he's a performer i know he thinks that he can he can win over any audience but doesn't he have more important things to do he's he's fighting a war that's already killed more than 300,000 people a war that could have been averted if joe biden had any interest in pursuing peace talks and he's got the time and the opportunity to appear on the nfl awards <laughs> That just seems so strange. It seems strange that they would ask him to appear, and it seems even stranger that he would appear. What the hell? <laughs> it, he just must, I don't know, he, he must not sleep. Maybe just he just has a lot of time on his hands. He was traveling around Europe last week, and he took time out. Is he wearing his green T-shirt? I can't tell. Did he wear the uniform? It actually looks like a black shirt, which is different. A black shirt. So he changed his shirt for the occasion, and he introduced a video. We don't have to play it about that. Uh, ukrainian football i didn't even know they played american football real football in ukraine but the players had to put their football careers on hold and uh, go fight a war and uh they showed a video and it looks like it, it looks like a bad high school game <laughs> these guys don't look like football players hopefully they're better soldiers and better fighters than they are uh football players but uh I assume he'll be on the pregame show Sunday, maybe halftime show. Maybe he'll be out there. You know what? Rihanna is going to be a major production at halftime with Rihanna. I think he's a dancer. We've seen him dance. We've seen him play the piano with his penis. I don't see why you can't include him either in the pregame show or the halftime show, which I'm going to predict right now is going to suck. The halftime show is going to suck. I'm I'm going to say it sucks even if it doesn't, just to drive people nuts. I did that last year. When uh, Eminem appeared with, uh, I La- forget who was it. Last year's was good. <laughs> no. You know what? I think I tweeted before it even started that it sucks. <laughs> you did. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> I'm going to do that again. Before Rihanna yeah. takes the stage, I'm going to say, boy, this show sucks. And just wait for the replies because people get so defensive. It'll be great. They put so much energy and time and effort and money into it. It better be good, but uh, it'll be super woke. The, uh, the, pre, uh, um, the commissioner, Roger Goodell, did a press conference, his annual state of the game press conference. and All it was was, whoa, crap, about needing more black coaches and me reaching out to more female fans. And uh, it was all that stuff you'd expect from Goodell. He was actually asked about the lack of uh, black football writers. <laughs> and to his credit, Goodell just said, I don't control what's going on in the newsroom. <laughs> like. What do you think about the lack of black reporters covering the NFL? Like, what is Goodell supposed to say about that? He's doing his best to make sure the front office and the league office has as many uh, um, box checkers. He's kind of like Joe Biden. The first thing they look for is your immutable characteristics. Were you born with a certain skin color, a sex, a gender, whatever, and he will hire you. But uh, we're going to get to our Super Bowl picks with Montante. I'm looking forward to this game. Two top seeds, two number one seeds, two good quarterbacks, one great quarterback in Patrick Mahomes and one damn good quarterback in Jalen Hurts and two two damn good teams, one better than the other. I'm just going to tell you right now, the Eagles are going to win this game. I, I guarantee it, but we'll get to that. I'm not sure if people are more interested in Montante's pick, because he's on such a roll. He's eleven and one in the postseason, or Ironhead's pick, who has been, shall I say, a little less successful in picking the games. This you all set to make your pick,
1: Ironhead? Yeah, I think what am I, three and eight if, if that or two three and three eight nine. in the
0: postseason, the regular season, you were historically bad. Terrible. Uh, and I think people picked up on that and they were fading. They were fading you mm-hmm. all year and making some money. But uh, there's going to be, what's the number? 50 billion, I mean, six, 50 million people are going to bet on the game and uh, a total of $16 billion. Drake just placed, uh, placed a $700,000 bet on the Kansas City Chiefs Another reason I think I'm uh, picking the Eagles, uh, but we will get to that. We got much, much more to get to on this Friday, February 10th. I am mm-hmm. uh, I am excited about the game, but I'm excited about a lot of things happening in the news. We mentioned yesterday, the trans mm-hmm. fanatics, the trans crowd, the trans mob is being exposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story out of St. Louis is incredible and it's coming to Boston. I'm looking forward to that, but I want to, and, and, and we have an update. We have breaking news on John Fetterman, which is frightening. Um, we knew the media was lying about Fetterman during this, the campaign against Oz. We knew they were helping him over the finish line. And now they're admitting that he is cognitively impaired and he can't, he can't do the job. He's still in the hospital uh, as of today for lightheadedness how long how often do you spend two days in the hospital for lightheadedness but uh, he probably had another stroke though that that's likely because you, are, you you become more susceptible to strokes after you have one and he is uh, and he had one in may uh, he probably had another one he probably won't make it through a year as a senator for uh, in uh, Pennsylvania and as was probably the plan all along, he will step down and his wife, Giselle, the former illegal alien, will take the seat. But we'll get to that. I wanted to start with this, because it's one of those stories that it just blows my mind when I read it, how corrupt, how how dishonest the media is and how partisan they are. I'll play the game. Did you ever see Time to Kill? It's a damn it's Time to Kill is the best. Grisham movie. The, it was a great book and then turned into a great movie. I think star studded cast, uh, all kinds of stars, Matthew McGonaghy and uh, Sandra Bullock and Donald Sutherland and Kevin Spacey before we knew he was a, a diddler, big star uh, and Kiefer Sutherland and just a real good cast. A good movie. Samuel L. Jackson is spectacular. Uh, Chris Cooper, just great performances But the big moment, and I think I can give it away because it's been whatever, 20 years, uh, was when he goes, it's, it's about a little black girl getting raped by a couple of rednecks and he goes through the whole story and he tells everyone to close their eyes. And at the end he says, now just imagine if the little girl were white and everyone goes, it's like this big gotcha moment. And he wins the case. They win the case. Samuel L. L. Jackson goes free. Um, Two, two New Jersey politicians were murdered one week apart. It's just an incredible story. Um, I mean, we told you last week about the 30 year old Republican uh, councilwoman, uh, Eunice Dwumfor, 30 years old, mother as a 12 year old kid, a Republican councilwoman, shot in her car. A number of times, I forget that number, like eight, 10 times. Murdered in her car a week ago, more than a week ago now. No no arrest, no no updates, just de- a dead councilwoman. She's black, which oftentimes is very important. That you, That sometimes gets you like an invite to the White House. That sometimes means that the president or the vice president will come to your funeral None of that happened, of course, because she has an R next to her name. Well, one week after Eunice Dwumfor was murdered, Russell Heller, a, uh, another Republican politician, he's from Milford, New Jersey, shot dead, uh, this was, uh, what, two days ago, um, his, the suspect, uh, Gary Curtis, was found dead in his car a short time later with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Um, uh, Russell Heller, who's a 51-year-old white man, Gary Curtis is a 58-year-old black man. Um, these are tragic. This is awful, uh, and, and, and I feel awful for this the families. But tell me how big a story this would be if e- if Eunice Dwumfor had a D next to her name. I can't even imagine how big a story it would be. A, a black 30-year-old... A uh, uh, politician, Democrat, murdered in her car. Mother, you know, just a uh, by all accounts terrific politician, representative of the people. And then a week later, a black politician was shot by a white person, uh, dead in one week. We'd be talking about nothing else. No one, the balloon, everything would be out of the news. Uh, you, you, you name it, State of the Union. Hell, half the State of the Union from Biden would have been about this case. This, to me, just just illuminates the obsession with race uh, in in politics, in the media, in our culture. If this were and race and and politics, so if this were a Democrat woman murdered, and a and if this were a black uh, Democrat murdered one week later. And we'd know everything. They'd cover everything. Every every news channel, every cable channel, every newspaper would be obsessed with it. They would all be in New Jersey doing live shots. You would hear about systemic racism and and white supremacy. And you'd hear about hate speech from from Donald Trump and other Republican. They they would be blaming Tucker Carlson for this. They'd be blaming Dan Bongino. It would be a massive deal, a, a story for the whole country and yet because they have ours next to her name i would bet you most people haven't even heard about it don't know anything about it they 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 still have not found the shooter of the woman 10 days ago they found the shooter of the guy a couple of days ago he's black the, the victims white so out of the news out of the headlines it goes it's just an amazing Again, I talk about this every day. It's amazing how corrupt, how biased, how dishonest the media is, how obsessed they are with race and politics and how hard they root for their side. I just can't even grasp how big a story it would be and how the implications would be far-reaching and it would be the only thing we would find on social media. Unfortunately, these two folks, they had the misfortune of having an r next to their name so they don't matter if if that woman Eunice Dwumfor were a democrat we would all know her name biden would have talked about it kamala harris would have been at the funeral the media would have covered the funeral like it was a like, like it was a state a world leader and yet no one even said, no one even knows her name doesn't matter because she's a Republican. It's just, it's it's nauseating, to be honest with you. And speaking of nauseating, before we get to uh, Fetterman and, uh, and AOC, um, did you see Judy Woodruff interviewed Joe Biden the day after the State of the Union? We talked, to, obviously, at length about the State of the Union. I think any honest person would agree it was disastrous. I mean, it's not, it was not atypical, it was what you'd expect from Joe Biden. He sounded tired, old, angry. He was stammering and stumbling. We played some of the cuts where you can't even decipher what word he's saying. He went on these bizarre rants. We never played the rant where he started talking about baggage fees at airlines and hotels that charge you extra, even though they're not like like these little these little peeves, (laughs) like these personal pet peeves. And he just started rambling about them for two minutes. It was so strange. We're on the brink of World War III. We have this crisis at the Southern border, a Chinese balloon, we have uh, record inflation, and he took time out of the State of the Union to talk about baggage fees and how (laughs) airlines charge you extra if you bring your child with you. And it was so strange. The whole thing was just a mess. It, uh, we talked about the heckling and his response to the heckling and how, how how he just couldn't take it. He can't take pushback. He gets angry. He gets snippy. It, it was, it was a mess by any definition. There is no honest person who would say that was a good speech. That was a good performance by Joe Biden. We played, we showed you Keith Oldman. He's a clown. He's a lunatic. He thought it was great, but most, for the most part, everyone agreed, I guess, I guess the bar is so low, if he can make it through a speech without wandering off in the traffic or, you know, defecating in his underwear or having his teeth fall out, if he can make it through, uh, he gets high marks from the media. But I can't. This, this interview with Judy Woodruff is just so, it's so embarrassing. It's shameful uh, how she uh, poses the questions, sets it up, how she strokes him. There, uh, but listen to how she opens the interview. The day after an absolutely bizarre, gaff-filled, 72-minute mess of a speech, listen to how she begins the interview with Joe Biden.
2: About last night, the State of the Union. You are getting a lot of attaboy's today from your fellow Democrats who are saying you showed energy, optimism. You stood up to the Republicans. They were yelling at you. Some of them were calling you a liar. Did you expect that kind of reaction
0: from the folks who did it? I was the vast majority of Republicans weren't that way. But, you know, there's still a significant element of what I call the MAGA Republicans, you know, uh, make America great again, uh, Republicans. And uh, I kind of anticipated the speech. Did I get this. this right? Did she just say you showed energy? I was just going to say he's falling asleep in his answer.
1: too. (laughs) She says
0: you showed energy. And he goes, the mass majority uh, did I called him back. (laughs) And energy optimism, that angry old man we saw pounding the desk, talking about uh, how uh, baggage fees and how McDonald's employees can now walk across the street and take a job at Burger King. That incoherent old man showed energy. That's what she said. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
0: And then she gets into the uh, investigations that are going on. Now, clearly we all know that the Hunter Biden laptop implicates Joe Biden. We've been talking about it for two years. Hunter Biden's old partner uh, chairman there, uh, Tony Bobolinsky has gone through it in detail, how Joe Biden was involved. The big guy got 10%. He has made millions with dirty deals overseas, China, Ukraine, Russia. That's That's undeniable. If we had any kind of media, any kind of honest media, and we don't, uh, that would be the story. You know, you're here, are you the big guy? No one has ever asked him, are you the big guy that's in the the laptop that gets 10%? Pretty straightforward, appropriate question. That's not how Julie Woodruff looks at it. She thinks Republicans are coming after your family. It's just amazing. Can you imagine sitting down with Donald Trump, whose kids were investigated? Uh, Donald Jr. was uh, 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 deposed like for 50 hours or something about a made up Russia hoax. Imagine saying, Donald, uh, Mr. Trump, Mr. President, Democrats are coming after your children. It's so it's so just uh, dishonest. She knows. I mean, she's not very bright, but she knows they're coming after him she knows, I mean, the, the Republicans have made it clear it's not about Hunter. Hunter's his business partner. Hunter's the point man by design. Joe Biden designed it this way. Bo Biden was going to be president, and, and Hunter was going to be the bag man, the money man who traveled around the world selling access to Joe and making millions so Joe could buy mansions in, uh, in, in, in all over Delaware. And then when the bills came, Hunter would pay those, take care of those because Hunter made the money. Hunter sold the access. But let's do this again. I want to hear how she presents the question. We now know, everybody knows that uh, Joe was involved in this influence peddling scheme. It's in black and white. It's not it's not debatable anymore. And if if the media were doing their job, that would be the question. You know, did, did you sell access? To the vice president's office, to the Chinese for more than a billion dollars, but no, it's Republicans are coming after your poor drug-addled
2: son. God, play it again. One of the things Republicans say as a priority for them is investigating your family, your son Hunter, your brother Jim. They talk about uh, uh, access that they say others have gotten because of you, because of your political success. <laughs> How do you how do you plan to to deal with that? The public's not going to pay
0: attention to that. They, they want these guys to do <laughs> oh, no? something. If the only thing they can do is make up things about my family, it's not going to go very far. I mean, if you would, I, I understand. She's a shill. She's a PBS reporter, a, a stooge for the regime, the administration, uh, and she's her top priority is helping Joe Biden. But you 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 sit there and say coming after you because they sit because of your political success what the hell political success it's not even that hard I mean again the, the book is a laptop from hell you can log google it and read a couple of articles and say Joe what I mean you said you'd never talk to Hunter about his business dealings you took him on Air Force 2 to <laughs> China with you so he could make deals there's pictures photos of you with Hunter's business partners. How can you honestly claim you never talked to your son about his business? It's just so absurd, but they don't mind if he can, if he can take a piss on him and tell him it's raining. And they say, that's great. You're, you're political. They're coming after your family, your brother and your son. It's just awful what they're doing to you, Joe. And then she says, you showed energy. and he, Even that one. That's not what people want. That's, not, that's what they want us to do, the business. Oh, really, was it what people wanted for you know, your side to impeach the president twice, and then the last administration spent three years talking about a made-up Russian hoax? Was that what people wanted? It's Just maddening. I don't know. I can't. I shouldn't let it bother me. I should I, not let it bother me. But I do
1: like that he uh, says that no one's going to pay attention to it.
0: <laughs> right. I, I, that's that's going to be the line. You're going to hear it all over the news, all over the you know New York Times and CNN will be saying. People look, polls show people care more about inflation or climate change than about the laptop, and they're going to do their best. They're going to do their best to control the damage. And if if Republicans hadn't taken the House, there'd never be a word about it. But, but I do want to go back to yesterday because, or two days ago, yesterday we talked about the, the hearing where they had the Twitter execs under oath, finally. And the Republicans did a nice job. The Democrats were flailing as usual, trying to uh, make it go away. They're all all in. It was an amazing thing. We, we, we talked about this yesterday. It's an amazing thing looking at liberals today. Liberals. I mean, real, hardcore, loud, obnoxious leftists like Liz Warren, AOC, Ayanna Pressley, Bernie Sanders. They don't care or don't seem interested in the revelation that the FBI was working with Twitter and they're probably still working with Facebook and Instagram and Google to suppress the speech of Americans uh, and rig an election. Liberals don't care. About, we talked about the, uh, the escalation of the war in Ukraine. We, we talked about the revelation that the Biden administration blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, an act of war if ever there were one. Uh, we talked about uh, the, the guy, the Israeli prime minister who tried to uh, put together a peace deal and the Biden administration pushed back. You don't hear a word from liberals like real liberals, the old school liberals, as I pointed out on Twitter, Abby Hoffman, if you were live today, Jerry Rubin, Tom Hayden would be standing with Matt Gates that's how nuts things have turned in this country you have liberals defending the FBI the security state uh, supporting violations of the the First Amendment supporting the escalation of the war in Ukraine they're they're all in liberals real liberal AOC was pissed that they actually wanted to talk about uh Uh, about the corruption at Twitter and in the FBI and in the Department of Justice. She was at, she wanted to get back to abortion. Let's do abortion. Anyway, she, uh, she stepped in it pretty good. We didn't really get into this yesterday, but she went at libs of TikTok, the, uh, the the account we've talked about many times, which kind of chronicles the insanity of the, of the woke left, the, the trans movement, the, the teachers who are grooming kids, the drag shows, she doesn't do a lot of commentary. She basically, she does some, but she basically lets them hang themselves. Here's what they have. Here's what someone posted on TikTok. And it's some bizarre, you know, the purple haired teacher with a nose ring saying that she tells all their kids that they're, they're non-binary or they, mm-hmm. they don't, they get to pick their gender. She posts this insanity and lets them expose themselves. Anyway, she's been penalized and kicked off and suspended by Twitter and other social media companies because they're all in. They support drag queens. They support uh, the trans mania, and uh, she she lies uh, at this hearing about libs of TikTok reporting that Boston Children's Hospital does surgeries and puberty blockers gives puberty blockers to children. Boston Children's admitted it themselves. It was on their website. And then when the uh, stuff hit the fan, they took it down, accused uh, right-wingers of lying about them, of slandering them, and, and leading, which led to bomb threats. There's no proof that the bomb threat, the alleged bomb threat that Boston Children's Hospital got uh, came from a right-wing supporter of libs of TikTok or Matt Walsh or, or Chris Rufo. No proof of that at all. In fact, I would doubt it highly. Uh, that's not the kind of people who are trying to stop uh, the trans mob. They're not. They're not terrorists. They don't call in bomb threats. Anyway, even if it were, I mean, you can't hold her responsible. She's literally posting other people's stuff on on social media, and you're going to hold her responsible because there was an alleged bomb threat. It's absurd. But this dope, this 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 drama queen, this little uh, this this theater kid. Who sits in Congress? Did this yesterday. She lied about libs of TikTok. Lied about the Boston Children's Hospital and the little sleazeball uh, Noel Roth. Noel Roth, uh, the former Twitter guy, who walked away with like twenty million bucks or something. He's just a little punk. This little creep who uh, who thinks uh, children should be on grinder looking for love. Mm. Uh, but but let's listen to let's listen to AOC. We have her defaming. Uh, defaming uh, libs of TikTok, and we'll get to the uh, the Boston Children's video, which proves she's lying. Go ahead.
2: Uh, additionally, Miss Navaroli, are you familiar with the account libs of TikTok? I have heard of it from the news. Yes. Um, Mr. Roth, are you familiar with this account? Yes, ma'am, I am. Are you aware from that from August 11th to August 16th, that account posted false information about Boston Children's Hospital claiming that they were providing hysterectomies to children? Yes, I am aware of that and other claims from the account. And are you aware that this lie was then circulated by other prominent far-right influencers? Yes. And are you aware that All these claims, uh, which I have reiterated were false, culminated in a real life harassment and ultimately a bomb threat to the Boston Children's Hospital. Yes, I am aware. And this account is still on that platform today, isn't it? Regrettably, yes, it is. Despite inspiring a bomb threat due to the right wing incitement of violence against trans Americans in this country, because they cannot let go of this obsession with fixating violence and inciting violence against trans and LGBT people, in addition to immigrants, in addition to women of color. This is a party that cannot pick on anyone their own size.
0: (laughs) Well, wait a second, pick on anyone their own size. Nobody has more power uh, in, uh, than, than AOC, a louder voice than AOC. Now she's just, you know, one, just representing the poor victims. The trans mob, they're the marginalized ones now, please. I mean, the the LBGT community, they have like months devoted to celebrating them. They are, you know, they, they we've replaced the American flag with the, with the rainbow flag. <laughs> And half the schools in this country, and churches, by the way, and we're supposed to believe these poor people, they're just being picked on. Anyway, the Boston Children's, Boston Children's Hospital admitted on their own website that they do sex change surgeries on children. They later scrubbed it and lied about it. And there's no evidence, none, that libs of TikTok uh, incited violence or, or inspired the bomb threat, which if you read about wasn't really a bump but They didn't even call the cops. <laughs> uh, but that uh, Libs of TikTok, after she did, after AOC did that, posted the definition, the legal definition of defamation. So she may be preparing to uh, take her revenge, but that creep, Noel Roth, Lowell Roth, yet ever's Yoel Roth says, regrettably, yes, regrettably. She is lying about Libs of TikTok. And she's, and she's talking to the guy Who's, who did the suppression? Who did the banning? Did the suspending of people he didn't like? That's the guy making the decisions. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why Twitter was so so lopsided in its decisions and how they didn't they didn't ban any you know they didn't ban child porn till Elon Musk got there, but they banned people who exposed the trans mob and the trans lies. Do we have that uh, Boston Children's Hospital video? Dinner I mean, for me we played this before, but it's important because they just keep lying about it. It, And and it's this is their own words. This is the kind of thing libs of TikTok did post things like this from their own website. And then she's accused the libs of TikTok uh, Chaya. I can never read check. Ray check, Chaya Raycheck check post this and they accuse
1: her of exciting violence. Go ahead, play it. And just keep your eye on the watermark in the bottom right corner.
2: Gender-affirming hysterectomy oh, oh, okay. is very similar to most hysterectomies that occur. A hysterectomy itself is the removal of the uterus, the cervix, which is the opening of the uterus, and the fallopian tubes, which are attached to the sides of the uterus. Some gender-affirming hysterectomies will also include the removal of the ovaries, but that's technically a separate procedure called a bilateral oophrectomy. And not every gender-affirming hysterectomy includes that, and people who are getting gender-affirming hysterectomies do not have to have their ovaries removed.
1: Boston Children's Hospital,
0: <laughs> and it's just unbelievable. I don't care if it's. She says it so joyfully, like, "Oh, he have to remove your ovaries, remove your hysterectomy, remove your flat. I'm like, "What?" So you can change your sex? They're telling people to do this. Here's the. Before we move on, I know I've spent probably too much time on this, but. Uh, This is the story. This is from Daily Mail today. Uh, St. Louis Transgender Treatment Clinic is under investigation for allegedly harming up to 600 children after a whistleblower, the woman we uh, told you about yesterday, claimed parents were bullied into allowing kids to take irreversible hormone drugs and undergo gender transitioning surgeries. Uh, Jamie Reed, she's the uh, former employee at the hospital who blew the whistle, who's a radical leftist, married to a trans man says she's still the left of Bernie uh, Sanders, told the Free Press that the clinic administered a litany of irreparable treatments to minors, oftentimes without parental consent. This was big. It is big. You don't hear about it in most of the mainstream media, but uh, uh, the whistleblower uh, who was working at the center, which medically transitioned 600 kids in two years, 300 kids per year, almost one a day, she says, like it was like I was in a cult and I had to deprogram my way out of it. That's one place, one hospital. There are hundreds around the country. This is finally being exposed, thanks to heroes like Libs of TikTok and and others. and uh, Matt Walsh, we told you about yesterday, they're going to shut these places down, and that is a good thing, man. That is a wonderful thing. Including in Boston, doesn't mean Boston Children's. Most of it doesn't do wonderful work, of course it does, but they're also doing surgery, taking the healthy breasts off young girls who want to be boys, and they're telling them they were born in the wrong body, which is obscene. All right, let's uh, uh let's. Uh, got, I want to do Fetterman before we get to Montante and our NFL picks. Uh, All right. uh, Let's do Fetterman. Let's do, let's get this out of the way. This is amazing. This is amazing. We, you know, obviously we covered the whole Fetterman, uh, the whole campaign and how, and just how, how unfit he was for office. He had a stroke in May. He couldn't debate. Well, he tried. It was, it was unbelievable. It was uncomfortable in the debate. He, he can't speak in complete sentences. He can't read. He can't, I mean, he can't have a question and answer because he can't hear so, this story is just breaking. He's still in the hospital for lightheadedness. And now it's how they say that when he's, when he hears people talk to him, he hears the teacher from Peanuts. <laughs> that's it. That when, when someone's asking John Fetterman, a US senator, a question, that's what he hears. He's a senator. He's been a senator for a month. <laughs> uh, and this, obviously, he, he wouldn't be if the media weren't there to help him out, get him through the campaign, lie about him. Uh, they, they said he was going to get better. There was no chance he was getting better. We've told you about this before. People who have had strokes. The window for improvement is in the first six months. Then you are what you are. Here's a, it's an ex- amazing example of what the media will do they, they, to help him. And I didn't even know this, but this was in the New York Times yesterday. Same writer. What's uh, this person's name? This person's name is Annie Carney, New York Times. Here's what she wrote yesterday. Mr. Fetterman had a pacemaker and a defibrillator implanted after a stroke and said that he sometimes dropped and slurred words, but was steadily improving. He did not suffer any cognitive damage, according to his doctors. This is the New York Times today. One day later, same writer, his adjustment to serving in the Senate has been made vastly more difficult by the strains of his recovery, which left him with a physical impairment and serious mental health challenges. So she said there was no cognitive damage yesterday. Today he has serious mental health challenges and he sure does. Uh, He's again, still in the hospital. They're lying. They, they gotta be, you cannot tell me he just got a little lightheaded and he's been in the hospital, whatever, three going on three days, not buying it. I think (laughs) there he is. There he is in his first interview. He he couldn't even do an interview. He needed to read everything off a screen, and people voted for him. People sent him to the Senate. How is that even possible? I don't know, it just it's. I mean, I know there's a lot of really uh, uh, low quality people in the Senate. There's one right behind him there, Ed Markey, Liz Warren. You name it. Uh, how, uh, how, how is this guy a senator a senator one of 100 the most exclusive cub in the world and this guy can't speak english he can't hear english he hears everything in the peanuts teacher's voice but uh, we wish him well everyone in the media have to say that we wish him nothing but the best but he doesn't belong in the senate all right let's uh let's move on let's get to our uh you want to get to our super bowl picks you know, that's what you're picks. excited about. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, let's do this, and then we will bring in Montante and make our picks and uh, make our prop bets and get ready for the Super Bowl. A recession-proof investment without compromise, European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, has specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. market since 1990. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols whether you're looking for a concealed carry revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. First time gun owner? No problem. EAA Corp all-in-one 9mm MC9 Striker Fire Pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA Corp. EAA Corp. says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of your hard-earned money. Visit EAA Corp com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. All right, I don't know if you wear this. Did you know that uh, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey are brothers? Nah. ones on yeah, ones on the Chiefs, ones on the Eagles, and uh, that was their coincidence. mother wears a shirt. Mother wears a shirt that's half Eagles, and half Chiefs. Yeah, 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 yeah. they do a, a podcast together. Uh, <laughs> I, I just read that. I just heard. Uh, In both the quarterbacks are black. Did you know that? I did not. Both quarterbacks. That probably happens all the time though, right? In Super Bowls. Uh, actually, first time, believe it or not. Just the first time? There's been two black quarterbacks. That's unbelievable. <laughs> two black quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know that. But, uh, all right, Montante's 11-1 and one in the postseason. Ironhead's 3-8. and eight. Ironhead had the most remarkable season of a, uh, anyone has ever had picking NFL games. Well, do you remember your exact record? Uh, a, a lot in the loss column, and very few in the wins. Very few in the win. <laughs> Fortunately, he only bets five bucks a week, so he didn't lose that much. Yeah, true. Um, are you are you making bets? Are you making money, Montante? I know you're picking everything. You're nailing everything. <laughs> I got. Him.
3: I got absolutely obliterated last week with no football. I was betting basketball left and right soccer getting (laughs) crushed, but uh, I kind of got my winning ways back the last three days. So momentum building
0: into the. I I was was just talking about your NFL picks. You bet soccer. How do you bet soccer? What, what what's
3: I bet the the over under on how many hot dogs beaten on July 4th, Jerry. This is no, yeah, we're we're betting over here. That's not a joke either.
0: I I do have the prop bets in front of me. I was going to, I was going to ask how, uh, exotic you get. Now this says, this site I'm on now, it's called Covers. Covers says you can bet who the Super Bowl MVP will thank first, the team, the family, the fans, or God. Would you bet that?
3: Uh, no. So what, the legal sites here in New Jersey don't have those anymore. They used to have all these legally, but they've, they've gone away with them. So they're, they're no longer there, but, um, I used to, those are the most fun bets. You know, those are what the bets that people make when they don't actually watch football, but mm-hmm. it gives them someone to watch for.
0: This right. says you can bet on the color of the Gatorade they dump on the coach. Is that true?
3: That is. And every year you always hear someone, you know, my cousin's a ball boy, you know, the chiefs, uh, drink orange Gatorade. And they're never true.
0: The prop bet, the prop bet on how many songs are played at halftime is eight and a half. Is that how many songs they jam into halftime? I would go, I would go under on that. <clears throat> I That's would too. Lot. That sounds like a lot. And the, that obviously, is a lot. Obviously, the, obviously the coin toss and the length of the anthem. The length uh, of the anthem is um, is one hundred and twenty four seconds. Is that is that normal?
3: Uh, I think th- this is. I could be wrong. I think three of the last four national anthems have gone over. <laughs> I'm I like think, pretty positive on that. You know what? You know what th-
1: that eight that eight songs thing is actually pretty tantalizing, i got to be honest. They're going to do like a medley and
0: just hit a bunch. Uh, yeah, I didn't. How many did they do last year? Wasn't there only like three? 48, four? I think. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> I, I explained already, Montate. I'm, I'm going to tweet out how bad the halftime show is before it even starts, just to drive people <laughs> nuts. Who was you it this year? Uh Brianna. Rihanna,
3: Rihanna. They're not gonna get Sam Smith out there to f- <laughs> <Brown and heel. laughs>
1: now. Chris Brown's gonna make an appearance.
0: Yeah, Sam Smith and that other guy, whatever. Uh, Kim, Tim, whatever. Oh, Petrus. It. Yeah, Petrus, yeah. Tim, Tim. That that would be good. That would be such a typical next year pandering. Yeah, I yeah, know. We gotta get even more woke. Rihanna, that's that's woke, oh, yeah. but it's not woke enough. Chris, Sam will Stapleton. go out there in heels in heels and pig blood
3: or something weird. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Chris Stapleton singing the anthem. That's weird. That's a white guy with a beard, a country singer. You uh, do look
3: into Chris Stapleton's politics and you will look at him the same. Okay. Let's put it. I know.
0: I don't believe me. I don't. He was, he's not, I'm not a fan, not a fan of his nope. politics, but just said? that look, you know, yeah. a white guy with a long scraggly beard and a cowboy hat. I don't know how that's going to go over with the, with the uh, woke mob, with the media uh, although they'll be so, they, they're just so happy that there are two black quarterbacks. Are they doing the black national anthem this year? <laughs> I don't know. It, they good. did it last year, remember that? I do that's remember right. that. That's right. That's a good question. Do they black, what's it called again?
3: Oh, my prediction is in five years, I'll see if you get odds on this, we'll have four national anthems, we'll have really? the transnational anthem, black <laughs> national anthem, white national anthem, and and China's national anthem. So
0: that, that's my uh, prediction. It's called Lift yeah, Every like, Voice and Sing. Lift every voice and sing. You, you know, there'll be a whatever gay pride flag will be out there. The rainbow flag will be represented somehow. Uh, it, it'll, it'll be every commercial. You know, they should have an over under com, over under on how many commercials have just white guys in it. No oh, other. straight white guys are like, uh, you know. I'm going to put the line at 0. 0.5. I'm, I'm going yeah. to put it at zero, zero. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to predict right now. There'll not be one commercial that just has white guys. Like yeah. Or four- Every well, you're right, they might have two white guys, you know, kissing. Yeah, kiss.
3: It's just funny, you'll see a commercial before people you have an Asian midget, a black trans person, <laughs> you know, a white guy in drag, and then you know, then someone from uh, you know, just with a weird accent you can't pinpoint. Like, where would right. people right. know each other? Where were these? In what setting would you see these four rolling down the street together? It's so, it's so over the top. So, stupid. this Williams, every very
0: couple, every couple has to be you know, inter whatever mixed race or whatever, and you and uh, and if they're not, you're right. There'll be two guys or two women, you know, like kissing and 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 <laughs> it'll be for a uh, beer. But, oh, you get to bet. <laughs> One of these prop bets is who will have the first commercial, which will be Bud Light, right? Isn't it always Bud Light?
3: I feel like Budweiser, yeah. I miss, I miss the Clydesdale commercials for the and, Super um, Bring Bring those back.
0: You know what I'm looking forward to? The the latest uh, commercial for uh, uh, FTX with Brady and Sam oh, Banking together. And it his so? cell? Yeah, yeah. that would be that'll be that'll be interesting. I don't think there's going to be any Matt Damon crypto history. What does he say? though? fate favors the bold, or whatever. No Larry
3: David coming in and saying this is a scam. I'm not going to put my money here. Well, that's what that's the awesome smartest English? thing
1: that he ever did was
0: say that in that commercial because now he won't get sued. <laughs> that's that's true. Brady is never going to live down. Uh, I don't, know. as far as I know, he's never even been asked about it, but. The video of him with Sam and bankman Freed is one of the most embarrassing things in in Brady's career, including sitting there in his underwear with his hand on his junk. But uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think there'll be a single crypto commercial. That's my guess, or a single commercial. We're gonna watch. We're gonna see. If, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay attention to see if there are any commercials with just a white guy.
1: Yeah, just
0: one one white guy. But I doubt it. Anyway, let's uh, get to uh, let me do Shay, and then we're gonna get to our game picks. Our our uh, actual predictions, and I'll remind you again, Montante's 11 and 1. He's he's on a roll. Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down Shea Concrete. they got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling and replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to ShayConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is is pass a drug test. I've I've said for two weeks, I'm sticking with it. I picked the Eagles immediately after the conference championship games because they're better. That was my deep, uh, uh, insightful, uh, expert analysis. Eagles are better. Eagles are deeper. Eagles are tougher. Eagles can run the ball better. Eagles block better. Eagles are better. Better defense. the, The Chiefs have a great quarterback, but he's hobbled so I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. I wanted to get that out of the way. I did not succumb to two weeks of hype and change my mind. Eagles led the NFL by far in sacks. Unlike Cincinnati, they will get to Patrick Mahomes, who has to still be hurting a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah, Man. I mean plenty of time's gone by, but that ankle, that's
3: you know, if that's preseason, he's out. If that's practice, he's out for five to six weeks. So it's still, it's still a rush, but it's not as bad as it was, you know, for weeks back.
0: Yeah, I mean he's, he'll be good, but he's gonna—they're gonna get to him. They're gonna get to him. Yeah. They're gonna hit him. Unlike the Bengals, so I think that makes all the difference. I'm going with—I I mean, I don't like the Eagles. I've never rooted for the Eagles. I hate Eagles fans, but uh, they're better. What do you think? What do you guys think? Go ahead, Montante.
3: Well, uh listen. Thoughts and prayers out to someone a, a well-known Eagles fan. The Eagles are better than the Eagles. I think he's still in the in the hospital with uh, with God knows what. Go. The
0: Eagles are going to beat the Eagles. The
3: Eagles are better than the Eagles, and the crowd <laughs> just applauds. Yeah. Um. So. I'll tell you some numbers here. Kansas City seven and zero last seven games straight up, um, which kind of comes in this because it's pretty much a pick'em. The line's one and a half right now. with Philly, Philly is two and four against the spread, um, and although it's one and a half, it's still technically a spread. Right now, you have seventy-four percent of the public money on Philly. Philly's been the hotter team. the funnier, the more fun story, kind of sexier. Sirianna's you know a little young cocky coach. I'm not buying into it. I've been right on the Eagles all year. I got mocked week one when I said Philly would go to the Super Bowl I was wrong about Buffalo I was right about Philly um, I just think the spots gonna be too big for Jalen hurts for maybe t- a year too soon for this Philly team although they're not going anywhere uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take and this is Vegas could have the most profitable day in the history of of gambling because you're going to have a lot of suckers who are gambling who are going to say you know what i don't want the point and a half for kansas city i don't want to lay the wood i'll get the plus money i'll do the money line and then you're going to have people for philadelphia doing it vice versa they're going to lay the one and a half if philadelphia wins by one vegas is going to have the best day of all time so do yourself a favor if you're taking this Take the points if you're taking Kansas City and do money Moneyline for Philly. Just lay the little extra wood. You, you'll thank yourself later. But I am going to be on Kansas City one and a half, and I feel fantastic about it.
0: Craig, do That's not probably the message. best. That's, I mean, I, what, what is worse for the city of Philadelphia? If, obviously, if they win, they're going to burn cars and destroy buildings. And if they lose, they're going to do it too, right? So yeah, it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, mm-hmm. just
3: you might as well burn it down in celebration.
1: Everything's burning,
0: yep. You said <laughs> – Seventy what percent of seventy
3: four percent as as of this Tuesday, seventy four percent of the public money was on the Eagles. The Eagles
0: that doesn't that doesn't make you nervous as no no makes me happy
3: because Vegas makes money for a reason. They're 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 yeah I love seeing that.
1: So uh, I mean you can't be you can't be surprised that I'm going to take Kansas City when I've been saying it for two weeks. So don't come in here act surprised that I'm taking them when I've been saying it for two weeks. But my reasoning. is... Is I think self sabotage because I hate Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes' brother so much, so I'm taking Kansas City uh, plus one and a yeah, half.
0: That's <laughs> true. Jeez, I like I like Mahomes, but his brother's so obnoxious. The thought of him winning and uh-huh. jumping around the field and making you know Instagram videos that's nauseating. Then again, I'm I don't want to see Jason. I don't want to see Travis and Jason Kelsey's mother again either. I'm kind of tired <laughs> of her. Uh, but here's here's a question for you. A serious one. If if the QBs don't win the MVP, you can't pick Hertz or uh, Mahomes. Who's your pick for MVP?
3: And so it's e- obviously you're going to go to the running backs, right? If someone has a huge game because you can get the ball out of the backfield and score maybe two or three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But I feel like recent memory, anytime it happens, it's usually a defender, right? Malcolm Smith of Seattle, which Malcolm Smith was like a second string linebacker going into that. So I like, uh, f- what's his name? Frank, Frank Clark, plus 11,000. So you put 10 bucks on him, you get 1100 back.
0: What's what's Hassan Redick? I'm gonna go with Hassan Reddick.
3: Hassan Reddick, I believe I saw it was like plus eight thousand, so ten bucks gave you back eight hundred. Oh, so I'm doing that. I'm not, doing that. I got a couple little uh things here. Not not you know these cheesy props with the you know the Gatorade or whatnot. Uh, but Quez Watkins is a third receiver for Philadelphia. Uh, plus over over twelve and a half receiving yards. I think he hits that in the first drive. Quez Watkins the score plus 750. So 100 bucks gets you back seven, gets you back 850. And then the, the best one for Kansas City, I can't believe it's like this. They're pretty banged up at receiver. Kadarius Toney, um, absolute bust for the Giants. Didn't try. Uh, I have a quote from Andy Reid. He said he's spirited and running around like crazy. So he'll be out there healthy as could be, plus 370. He could score in multiple ways. And if you do all four things, Kansas City plus one and a half, Quez Watkins over 12 and a half receiving yards, Quez Watkins to score. Tony to score twenty five bucks gets you back uh, two thousand five hundred dollars. All
0: right, Ironhead, give us a pick of a uh, MVP not named Holmes. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Kelsey. That's
1: that's. How's oh. that possible? You never know. You never know which well, one.
3: No. How is that possible? So Craig, he'll have three touchdowns, but who's throwing them to him?
0: You never know. It could be, his, could his, brother, it's it's could be on, his brother. Could it, be his brother too. Branch. Deion Branch and Julian Edelman won. I don't think either of them should have, but they both won. Uh, Sometimes people just don't I guess
1: guess they could. I I
3: guess they could.
0: I didn't say which Kelsey. Philadelphia's going to get some sacks and and Philadelphia's going to run the ball, but they have, what, three running backs? So it's not going to be one guy with 30 carries getting 150 yards. So I think they'll run the ball, but it won't be- That guy won't get the MVP. A defender will, because their defense is nasty. All right. I guess we're all on record here. Before you go- this was this was Ironhead's idea. We talked about Trump. I've, I've, I'm out on the Trump train. I've jumped a long time ago, and he pisses me off more than ever now. Posting what he did on True Social the other day about DeSantis, and it's disgusting. You know, he's he, he's he's alleging DeSantis is a groomer because he was at some party with <laughs> that girls so with young girl 18, 19 year old girls when he was uh, 22 or 23. Even the media, even the I, I just read the Tampa Tribune said. Uh, that these girls, you know, he didn't do anything to them. They weren't drunk. They were, they had graduated. He was just at a party anyway, but Trump's trying to paint, trying to paint him as a groomer. It's just so stupid. I, I, I can't believe any Trump person supports this. And Ironhead said, ask Montante, he's still a huge Trump guy. Were you proud of your guy? Well, if, you want to, if,
3: if you want to spin it, this is what's great about Trump because it shows that nobody controls him because nobody would give him that bad of advice. So he just shoots <laughs> from the hip 24 seven. So that's that's how I would spin it. But it is getting much, much tougher to defend Trump. Um, I, I, we, we were hoping he wouldn't go after DeSantis like this. But I mean, it was unavoidable. And he's he's living up to our, our worst fears. So
0: and he's going to do it. He's going to do it for two years. Yeah, I mean, he, he's just he's just warming
3: up right now. It's it's. it's it's not going to
0: be pretty. I'm not sure what else there he can he is. do. I'm not sure what else he can do. Uh, as far as I can tell, the only like personal scandal he could dig up on DeSantis is this high school party or this high school or this picture when he was young when he was a teacher and he he went to a party. And then you get personal. Trump's got a friggin', you know, I know. he's got a million things. That I want is, Trump,
3: I want Trump to call him ugly. I like when he does that. He made fun of Rand Paul, who's like uh, looks like DiCaprio next to Trump. <laughs> I want Trump get up there, look all orange at eighty thousand years old, and call the ugly. That that would that would be peak
0: Trump for me.
1: Rand Paul is peak. ugly. DeSantis a
0: penny to talk about like, <laughs> Trump, Jesus. And DeSantis Trump handled it perfectly. He just blew it off. Said I'm busy governing my state, and I'm not getting caught up in that. And that's what drives the, Trump. That's mess. the perfect way to handle but it. You're right. It does show that nobody's doing the tweeting for him, and nobody's handling him, and nobody's telling him what to do. Which Lord is knows he could pick- use heavy. that. He, yeah. he could use that. But uh, and I anyway, feel like I need to we... say
1: it publicly. Like if it's Trump versus whoever, I'm voting Trump still. <laughs> I just want to get ahead of that one before people are like, oh, no, you're back on the train. I'm
0: like, I'm still on it, but I'm on DeSantis I'm, I'm, more. I'm 100% on the DeSantis train. I'm, I'll vote for the nominee, whoever it is, but Correct. I can't believe Trump's going to get all the personal and dirty and down in the mud with DeSantis already. You he's going to do that for a year and a half.
1: I know.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway. Wait till wait I, till he
3: gets back on Twitter. He'll be back on Twitter, I will say um before the end of February. That's when he's really going to cuz he okay. knows that it's only a fringe people on a, on true social. He knows that. Right.
0: right. Right. I I I agree 100%. He's needy and he's going to have that one needy insecure moment. He's going to boom hit the button and yeah, send the tweet.
3: Oh, it's gonna it's gonna light the world on fire. Whether you like him or hate him, that tweet's gonna do numbers. Yeah, in my prediction, there'll
0: be some meme of like DeSantis's head on someone else's body, or you know, DeSantis as as, you know, like you know, (laughs) uh, he'll have. (laughs) Why is Ron DeSantis hanging out with Kevin Spacey? Right, he'll have DeSantis's head on like Harvey Weinstein's body. Oh, That'd be good. How how on brands would it be like
3: accidentally like retweeted porn or something? That's that's
0: an absolute slip of the finger. Trump's back. It's so, gonna be fun. He'll win be, be back fun, quick? It'll, it'll be maddening because he's retweeted so
3: Stormy Daniel Daniel's video. Yeah.
0: We'll <laughs> all right, Montante. But- good luck. You got the Chiefs just like Ironhead. I hate to, you know, put a damn yeah, uh, for you. a good
3: you, season. Eleven not
0: the so bad. Chi- you're in on the Chiefs. Uh, I'm in on the Eagles. Thanks for uh joining us and uh good luck with all your prop bets.
3: Yes, absolutely. See you guys later. See,
0: man, that's uh, Montante, who is on a roll. Of course, he blew all his winnings on soccer and basketball. What an he, he, idiot. Called,
1: he called me last week at one point. He's like, I'm bad. <laughs> He's down
0: bad. Yeah, you see these stupid prop bets, and you're like, who's betting that stuff? And then you realize that, you know, we have a degenerate joining us every week who's betting on that stuff. But mm. uh, I don't know. It's going to be fun. Two top seeds, two good quarterbacks, two good coaches. I, I like it. I think there's going to be good Super Bowl. By the way, this website ranked um, every Super Bowl 1 to 56. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where did I put it? uh, I forget who did. Yeah, CBS did it. Ranked every Super Bowl 1 to 56. The Patriots are in the top four. They're in one. They they picked the win over the, uh, I should have made you guess this, but uh, guess what's the best Super Bowl according to CBS, Ironhead? Falcons. Falcons. No, nope, I would have guess. I thought that, too, because you're just so dramatic. But the win yeah. over the Seahawks. The uh,
1: That was good, too. You know, the, Malcolm,
0: the Malcolm Butler yeah. game was number one. And then number two was the Giants beating the uh, Patriots, 17-14, beating the undefeated Patriots. Uh, and then the Eagles beating the Patriots is the third best. And the fourth best is the comeback over the Falcons. Top four Super Bowls. And the Patriots went two and two in those four games, but hopefully it'll be uh, up there this Sunday, but we'll leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for listening and for uh, chiming in. Thank you, Ironhead. Anything else you feeling good about your pick? I'm
1: feeling good about sabotaging myself. Yes.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll get back into what we'll do a little recap. Something crazy will happen. Something that's something, sure. whether it's pregame, by the way, Joe Biden's refusing to do a Super Bowl interview. Every president's done it for like the last 20 years. He's not going to sit down with Fox and talk, you know, and, you know, fall asleep like he did with Judy Woodruff. And we, we're going to miss that comic relief, but there'll be something. There'll be something crazy, and uh, we, we'll be here for it. All right. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we'll do it again Monday morning. Here tonight,
1: shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind?
0: Take-
2: like the show leave a 5 star review on apple and spotify